Welcome to Processing Purpose, a business and lifestyle podcast committed to having honest conversations about the stuff in our lives that is often suppressed, ignored, or overlooked. We are two brothers from very different backgrounds, but with one common goal. From entrepreneurship to relationships, from hobbies to house projects, nothing is off limits as we process becoming the best version of ourselves in business and life. Okay, take three in the new space. We're pretty excited. Hopefully, we got it polished and dialed in this time. We don't know. I mean, we're uh, third time's a charm, though. <laughs> and we're, we're really, honestly, in my opinion, we're trying to show you guys that just starting and just doing things. Yes, you're going to run into issues. You're going to run into mistakes. But so what? Yeah. Right. As Doc Rivers says, the great basketball coach, you're not going to win them all. So what? Right. Get up. Keep trying. Get after it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what are we talking about today? Today um, is piggybacking a little bit on our last conversation, but really, for me, the theme is is really around the 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 theme or, or term of ab- adversity, mm-hmm. right? How do we handle adversity? What does it look like? You know, when I'm going to talk a little bit more today on what does it look like to be the only option in your life to get it done, right? Meaning right now I'm uh, watching four uh, of our kids on my own. My wife's out enjoying some time in Mexico with some friends um, and it's been go time. But I'm as I told you this morning, I'm, I feel much more efficient, right? When I'm on go mode, I feel like I'm getting things done because I have to, right? I have to really start thinking ahead. How can I set things up to be? Like uh, today, actually, Holly, your wife is going to be helping me out, picking one of the kids up. But that is just something I don't do uh, very naturally. What? Ask for help? (laughs) No, actually asking for help, but more or less just really planning ahead as best I can. Oh, right. I'm a free flow guy. I'm kind of a wing it guy and I can get away with it a lot. But when you're on your own and there's nobody else to lean on, right, is it's different. You have to. You have to think ahead. You have to be efficient about what you're doing, mm-hmm. especially for the kid's sake, because you got school, you have activities you got to pay attention to, and you don't want to be that parent that's bobbing around, showing up late all the time. But then in terms of adversity, how do you handle it in general? Like what, what happens when you get to a place where you get into a funk? We have an episode on yeah. that, getting yourself out of a funk. But really what I want to, I want to find out about you is what's your stance yeah. Right. What's your stance in adversity? Is it woe is me? Is it is it whiny? Is it victimy? I get there sometimes. I'm going to admit that I'm not yeah. trying to put you on a on a block here. But how do we all show up? How do we respond when times get tough? Yeah. And I think for me, where I want to go with this conversation is how fast things can switch. Sure. How fast it can pivot. And that goes both directions. Right. How fast you can go from like. I'm cruising, man. Things yeah. are working. Things are clicking making money right now, you know, to yeah. like in an instant they can change. Right. And the other side of that is you can be in that funk and again, in an instant it can change. Right. You want and to talk a little bit about that and what's changed in your world a little bit or. Yeah. I mean, that can, we can certainly start there. Um, you know, we were talking before nothing like significantly materially has changed. Sure. Okay. But besides all the snow, Man, did we get a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah, which I'm stoked for you, man. That's awesome. For skiers, snowboarders, it's been a tough start to the year. But anyway, I just wanted to. No, we got a lot of snow. Out. And I'm going to Japan here in two weeks. Which is awesome. And uh, they're supposed to get two and a half feet this coming week. So we're hoping to hit the timing, hit the timing Sweet. right. You know, El, El Nino years can be a little bit variable. And like this week in, in Japan, it's uh, warm and rainy all week. Oh, right. Wow. So it just, it if you change. were there this week. Bummer for you, dude. But if you're there next week, you're scoring. So it's just so timing. It's a dice roll. It, like timing, <laughs> life is timing. It is, life is timing. But and for, there's some luck in that. Right, right. And with timing, it, if you understand timing has a lot to do with your luck, with really everything that's going on in your life, I think you start to just see things a little bit differently. You start to look for things a little in a little bit different light. And for you patience paid off right patience and timing if you're going to look for timing as your answer or an option for you patience is a part of that conversation man we get societally Mm -hmm. we are all about instant gratification oh yeah right i want my food now Mm -hmm. like microwave it now right you know i want to go through a drive-thru you you mean it's taken me longer than five minutes to get my entire meal unacceptable 
right? And it's like... I've gotten there. I, I hate to admit it, but I'm like, what is going on? I, I, I was that way taking the kids to school this morning. I was like too deep, and I'm like, turn! Just turn! Like, Did that 60 seconds mean anything? No. No, but it ramped up your stress and your cortisol and everything else, and yeah. yeah. So. I'm getting all amped up right now just thinking about it. But timing really matters. It does. It. I love what... Um, good buddy your your yours Devin uh asked you he said do you believe that if you had given the same set of circumstances that I've been given that you can execute in the same way that I have executed sure and your answer was yeah mm -hmm. absolutely and he goes okay so then it's just a matter of time yeah yeah it's a matter of timing it's a matter of positioning it's just a matter of the moment right right there's some luck in that there's some patience in that right you know we get uh especially when it comes to success like right. I want it now like sure. I want to be a multimillionaire yesterday. And it's like, well, yeah, of course. Right. But we have to slow it down and realize that building anything of value takes time. Right. Um, and, um, and sometimes, you know, even what you're building shifts and pivots and that's where timing comes in and experience. And that's part of it all. I mean, for, I, I think I even mentioned it, last episode it's starting to blur a little bit of, of when we talked about it of just how kind of the last couple of years have been a bit of a grind a bit of a slog for me yeah and uh even in an episode or two ago i was like man i just i'm ready i think we were talking about new year right i'm just ready for things to move like i'm and i'm gonna sort of jump in and say i think your position is most people's position i do i don't think it's that unique i think most people are ready for change they're just yeah. like i'm stagnant whether it be COVID or whatever else went on in the last few years, the stuckness feeling I think is kind of corporate right now. I think it's a bigger issue. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. Right. And we don't, we, we, the Royal, we like comfort. At and least predictability. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Predictability for sure. Uncertainty is we, our, our brain despises that it yep. searches for certainty. Mm hmm. Uh, and we look for comfort, right? We hate being uncomfortable. Gosh, yeah. the temperature's two degrees lower. It's two degrees higher, or the shirt is scratchy, or right. you know, what, whatever, right? right? We, you know, I don't want to talk to that person. That would be uncomfortable. Like, I got to go make this pitch, or I got to ask this person. I got to ask this person out. Like, wherever, whatever stage in life you are, we look for comfort. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs, maybe as humans improving we need to get comfortable being uncomfortable and the only way you get there is to get uncomfortable a lot and and we're talking about emotions not physical pain right discomfort physical sure. pain that's a whole different conversation so if you're like yeah dude i can't do that we get it yeah but we're talking about emotional you self-controlled type of emotions mm -hmm. that just feel uncomfortable because it's different or yeah. uncertain or whatever else. That's what we're talking about. Or, or physical. If you're an athlete or training for something, right? You have to push yourself to the point of sure. like, that's true. This is going to hurt tomorrow. Yeah. And so you have to get yourself into those thresholds so that you can grow. Right. Just like when you're in the gym, just like when you're training for a marathon, if you're not pushing yourself to the point of failure, to the point of pain, you don't allow your muscles to expand. And the same thing happens with our right. emotional capacity and our brain. We have to push ourselves to the point of pain. That's why you see someone who's gone through immense dark pain. If they're healthy and they come out the other side, they're a completely different version in a positive way, typically. Sure. It's like, wow, that person has so much capacity. They have so much joy and zest for life. They're patient with people. And it's like, yeah, because they've experienced as bad as it gets. There's and, a lot of truth to and that. And so getting to these spaces of uncomfortable uncomfortability of being uncomfortable is like it needs to be a part of just like, yeah. Like I said last episode, this is what hard looks like. Do you think you can grow without it? You can get actually grow as a human being without discomfort involved in the I think you might see spurts of it, but I don't think you'll have an arc of growth um if without it interesting so that might be actually a, a trigger point for a lot of people to to realize am i growing or am i not growing are you are you uncomfortable or are you comfortable if you're comfortable and you're coasting you're not you're growing. not growing 
And in fact, there's opinions around this, whether or not you're maintaining or you're flatlining or you're failing or falling. I, I argue you're sliding. You're sliding, right? I wouldn't say you're, you're dropping off the map, but you're sliding. If you're not growing and you're not moving toward positive change in your life, you're going the other way. Yeah. Slowly. I don't think it's a big drop off, but I think it's slowly. Yeah, yeah. It's things can shift quickly. Yeah, they really can. Right. And we need to be careful. I need to be careful. This one's going to be about me. Um, attaching too much of my emotional health to what the road ahead looks like. The outcome. The outcome. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, man, I don't see what's around this corner. It's going to be more of the same. Right. And, man, things can pivot. And right. it, it happens positively in an instant and negatively right in an instant right um for me i had a couple of positive shifts this week and i went from um oh gosh unenthusiastic i think is probably the best way to put it about mm-hmm. this coming year hopeful of change and like i need to make sure there needs to be something there needs to be some movement this year but like i don't know where that's coming from right like i don't know what that's going to be and in the matter of 24 hours, I had a handful of things that was like, relax. It's going to be okay. Yeah. This is going to be a good year. And it can just, it's quick. When things change, good or bad, do you, are you an impulsive person? Meaning, you know, I am, right? Yeah. Shiny, shiny object syndrome. Oh, gosh, let's go do that. Or do you find yourself to be, too analytical or do you find yourself to kind of be in the middle yeah i'm i'm uh middle to analytical okay um you can get so analytical that you don't take action okay right omission decision constipation or like i don't know what to do right and you can get so reactive that you overdo it and maybe you're you you move hastily in a direction and so I think I'm middle to analytical. I definitely take a more of a, okay, let's pause and think about this approach. Right. But I don't have trouble taking action. Like I'll, I'll survey the thing, figure out what my next best option is. And that's the way I look at it because typically there's going to be an obvious step if you pause and just look at everything. Right. It's like, what's the next obvious step right you know and that can be everything from like an emergency where you have your toddler come up and they have a gash in their forehead right and you could panic like oh my gosh they're bleeding out right in front of me (laughs) yeah right or you can just be like pause and be like all right what's the first obvious step i should probably stop the bleeding okay let's start there let's let's add pressure right and so you can you can if it's not obvious it's probably not the next right step and that's kind of the way i approach it you know and and just be careful not to get stuck in the expediency trap. There's a lot of us, myself included, that go, I got to do this as quickly as I can because if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it and I'm going to miss out on the, ew, man, that's going to get you into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Or at least running into into too many, um, too many problems in a series that you probably can't handle in that short amount of time. Every business butts up against problem after problem after problem. But how you consistently handle those and – maybe even stretch those out throughout your, you know, your career path or whatnot as you're growing your business. If you squash those down like an accordion and you have too many problems in front of you because you're going too fast, too hard, you're going to hit all those problems too fast and you're not, you're just going to hit a wall, right? It's going to be too many, too many to try to figure out. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get burnt out, those sort of things. So um, Luke's approach, in my opinion, is a really healthy approach. Take a step back, really survey the scenario. Don't overanalyze because if you think about it too much, you won't nothing take action. You won't, nothing will happen. Yeah. And nothing is as good as nothing. Yeah. Right. I love people that are like, man, he has such great potential. It's nothing. Potential is nothing. Action, execution, yeah. follow through. That is something. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, at, uh, analytical to impulsive. How do you things of pendulum swung a little bit in a positive direction sure. for you, but they've gone the other way, too. And yeah. you've been met with blow after blow after blow after blow how do you keep your head up and there's no easy answers there yeah um 
you know, I think we all, certainly the majority, if not all, experienced some of this through COVID, right? We all took a blow. We took a, we took a bit of a hit in some capacity. That could have been our health. That could have been our job. That could have been our business. That could have been our kids, you know, mental health. And when you take a hit, um, everybody's got a plan until they get hit. Mike Tyson said smacked in the mouth. Yeah. Right. Mike Tyson. And when you get hit, it's, it's a stunner. It is, you know, that can be a spouse's health can be your own health. Um, that could be, you know, God forbid, you know, a spouse telling you that they don't love you anymore. Sure. A business that fails, right? There's, um, there's hits that come that are just didn't see it coming. Didn't have control. Right. And we all take hits and it creates an adversity in it that, um, that is disorienting. And so for me, when I feel disoriented and that's the feeling of like, man, it, it, it really is a good word for it. Cause it's like, what's up, what's down, what's right, what's wrong, where am I, how am I feeling? And you, you can't grasp it. Right. You can't really, it's not tangible on like, how am I feeling about this? What's my next step? It's disorienting. Right. Try and orient to something. What makes sense now? Right. You know, and so, you know, if we go back to COVID for a lot of people, that was like, well, I can lean into family, like all my family's home. So let's play more games. Right. Let's read more books. Right. Find something that you can go. I can build on that. Yeah. <clears throat> you have to orient to something. When everything feels disoriented, orient to something. That's easier said than done because often even finding that thing is challenging. Right. Right. So, um, and, you know, we're talking big disorientation, big hits, big adversity. But sometimes adversity is less impactful and yet it still feels impactful. Like you have a spouse that goes on vacation for a week. Right. Right. Which is kind of where you're at. And adversity this week is like, okay, I just got to try and make sure nobody dies. Stay on schedule. Right. So talk, talk about how your week's gone and how you've tried to navigate some of that. Yeah. So the first day, first day, um, she's been out for a few days and the first day my mom came down with stomach flu. Uh, lovely. She's good now. So that was, so for, for us, my mom lives with us. It's a huge help. Uh, it gives her a lot of life and energy. It certainly helps us and, and designs a lifestyle for us to, to really enjoy ourselves, like go on vacation for a week and, and so on and so forth. But, um, but she came down with stomach flu. So that help was gone. Everybody in the world's like, yeah, welcome to the, welcome to reality. That's what everybody has to deal with. Um, but once, once that happened running, you know, running a real estate business, uh, you know, from the top and then also, um, providing support to Brooke for her business while she's away uh, and then handling household stuff and school and all that kind of stuff. It's just a lot of moving parts. It nothing, is. nothing. Actually, I saw a sticker somewhere and it totally lifted me up in a big way. It, it was a sticker that said, nothing you can't handle. Mm. I thought, man, it gave me chill just saying that. And it's like, we need to be reminded of that. Yeah. We get in that little funk, right? We, we go down that adversity train and we're like, woe is me. Just kind of a pity happening. party, right? Yeah, and I'm going to throw in a little piece of advice somebody gave me along the way too, because adversity can come. It does come in business pretty much every day. I, I don't. I don't know any. There's very few days that go by and you're like, "Wow, nothing happened." That was amazing. Am I still in business? Yeah. Like, is it, um, but I I remember talking to a mentor, and uh, he was a business owner, and I asked him. I said, "What's your What's the best advice? You know, as a family man, as a business owner," and he said, "Save some." And what he mm. meant by that is save some for your wife, save some for your, for your family. Don't pour everything you have into your business uh. and, and stay in that world of adversity and struggle and strife because they're waiting for you and they need you to. Wow. That's good. Yeah. And so it was really, really awesome, wise advice. And usually when I receive wisdom, it's like one or two words. It's never, yeah. it's never that, but it's always profound and really a breakthrough deal. So anyway, so um, just a lot of moving parts. And again, nothing I felt like I couldn't handle um, everything. Actually, I gave Brooke some, a hard time because uh, we were getting the mail for her mom while she's been out of town. And her mom uh, was reminding her of where the keys are. Hey, do you know where the keys are? And Brooke's like, I got this, mom. Like, it's all good. You know, I know you're reminding me just to make sure that I do it, but I got this. And Brooke started doing it to me. And I was like, hey, 
I got this, you know, like, it's right. all good. Right. But I also understand why she may be uh, trying to get ahead of it, too, and make sure I don't miss picking the kids up at school because we have early dismissal today, which I may have missed. Yeah. <laughs> but I have actually been pretty on top of it, so it's felt really good. Uh, and actually getting in some of the extracurriculars, too. I took Ellie on a daddy lunch date yesterday, which was really fun. Fun. Good took, job. Took um, uh, Live Up to Her Ski lessons on Wednesday. She's killing it now. She That's came good. down the hill on her own, didn't fall once the whole time. That's good. She's doing it on her own, which is really cool. And I got to tell you, I'm not there yet, but watching her go down was like, I don't want to miss this. Mm. There was that moment for me. So we'll see what that turns into. I don't want to make any false Because you've been pretty here. adamant, like, I'm just, Miss I'm not, Body Don't Ski. Well, in, in more or less, just like, I don't want to keep making these false promises to myself or anybody else. Just like, let's just, if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to keep talking about it. But seeing her come down that hill did something for me. There was a shift in me for sure of like, I, I just don't want to miss this. I don't yeah. want to miss doing this. Even if I fall down next to her, it doesn't matter. I want to be next to her. And so I had that moment. So we'll see what it turns into. Sure, sure. And again, pendulums can swing and yeah. who knows. <laughs> But before you know it, five years later, I could be going to Japan. Who the hell knows? <laughs> no, actually, probably not. But uh, but I am open to uh, – I'm always open to experiences with my kids, and I never want to miss out on that. Um, so I'm proud of myself for getting these things done. I got a birthday party on Saturday for one of my kids, and um, we're just getting it done. I got a big camp out I'm doing tonight. We're, we're going to set up – I'm thinking about getting a tent out, actually, and setting it up in the living room. Yeah. Trying to make it super fun for a movie night. Um but in terms of adversity, I, I, I think I wanted to talk not just about my scenario now because it's been a lot, but it's been fun. I mean, we've been we've been getting through and actually less screen time has been helpful. I've actually dialed that down. But when I talk about adversity, I mean, I really mean, how do you show up? Right. Yeah. And how I, I'm always looking at how do you how do you show up, Gavin? How do you respond in times of of stress, trouble? conflict strife all those things right because i'm pretty reactive right my emotional state can can really get ramped up pretty quickly um but i'm finding that with this theme of consistency if i can maintain those emotions and realize those pendulum swings are just going to keep happening um then i feel like i can show up in a little bit more mature way i could show up a little bit more with a little bit more bravery even if i fake it right that i can that i can um handle these things head on instead of you know, hoping that they dissolve themselves on their own and kind of face the other direction and hope maybe if I don't look at it, it'll disappear. Right. Yeah. But I've, I've had those moments in my life and they're coward, they're cowardly, they're cowardly moments. And I'm not saying, um, I'm, I'm a big badass these days, but I'm slowly but surely getting stronger and stronger because I'm willing to show up. I'm willing to face it head on. Right. And honestly, this podcast has helped me in a lot of ways, right. Mm. Learning these things and talking about Buffalo looking at a storm head on and walking straight into it instead of walking away from it, hoping it dissipates on its own. I, I, I want to be the Buffalo, right? I want to yeah. be the, the stoic individual that can handle any issue, anytime, anywhere. And I'm getting there. I'm getting stronger. So I think that's, the, you know, in terms of thematically what we're talking about today, you know, obviously things can shift and change. And as, as, um, oh, what's his name? Marcus, um, Aurelius? Yes, Marcus Aurelius, the, the great Stoic. You know, he said the only thing you should ever fear is not being the best version of yourself, mm. right? That's what we should always be aiming for. So this podcast is continuously and consistently defining me in that way, and it's really been good. So thank you for just being a part of this journey, man. It's oh, gosh, it's been a blast. Uh, I've enjoyed, and I think I've – I know I've learned uh, incredible amounts uh, from you and through the processing of – all this stuff, you know, I, I enjoy going back and listening to them and being like, wow, that was, I need to take my own advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really insightful. I should write that one down for myself. Totally. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing how much you, you, uh, you learn as you, as you reflect and you effort towards it. And, and I think for me in those moments of adversity, I, I think like all of us, it, it's kind of a stunner. You kind of backpedal. I kind of picture myself going, whoa, 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 yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also have noticed that if I stay there, I, I will get, I, I go to apathy. Like, I can't do anything about this. And then if I stay there, I recognize that if I don't do anything, nothing changes. Right. And that's where it kind of pivots for me. So it's not that I go from uh, uh, adversity to action like that. Oh, this is hard. Lean in. Right. 
I go from, this is hard. Then I have a pity party. Then I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, this is lame. Life sucks. Thanks for saying that, by the way, because a lot of people probably might look in and go, you guys just are able to handle stuff, man. I'm not. No, 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 no. 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 We, we go there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel I'll have an off day. I might even have an off week. And Holly would be like, how was your day? I'm like, you know, today I just had no mojo today. Right. No motivation. Couldn't get myself going. It just wasn't wasn't happening. I just couldn't find my my groove. Right. And there'll be a point, though, in that process, if I stay there and don't take action, that I'll start going, ooh, if I don't take action, it's going to get worse. Right. And so that's all of a sudden where it'll shift for me and go to avoid getting more uncomfortable. Right. This is uncomfortable as I want to get. Right. To avoid getting more uncomfortable, it's time to lean in. Right. And then I just, I put my head down. Snow plowing is kind of a good uh, metaphor for that, right? If you don't stay on top of that. Yeah. And you get behind that and it, it, it dumps 12 inches and then rains, you're in bad shape. If you don't have the right equipment to get that snow moved around, your, your procrastination just literally screwed you. Yeah. In a big way. And that's kind of life, right? Yeah. That's life in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, so taking action isn't necessarily a default response. Yeah. It's a secondary and maybe even a tertiary response sure. of like, okay, if I don't, then this gets worse. And right. I, I don't want this to get worse. Let me ask you a question. And this comes from actually um, uh, Al-Anon, which is a kind of a... Uh, cousin to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and I know that's kind of a one-off. It's like, where are you going with this? But what they talk about is the three C's. You didn't cause it, you can't control it, and you can't cure it. So when it comes to circumstances in our life, in your life, do you believe our response, or should we give any emotional energy to any of those circumstances that are part of those three C's? You didn't cause it, you can't control it and you can't cure it. A good example of that is what's going on in Israel. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. I didn't cause it. I can't control it and I can't cure it. So what, how does it serve me or my family or my community to sh spend any emotional energy stressing about that? I'm not saying, look, Jesus talks about, Hey, when, when you cry, I cry with you. Right? Yeah. When you laugh, I laugh with you. And I'm not saying, you know, be a, a hardened uh, shell of a person. I'm just saying, does it make any sense? Does it make any logical sense to spend any emotional energy on something that we can't control? We cannot cure and we didn't cause. I just don't, I don't think so. No, no, it doesn't. It's easier said than done. Yeah, it really is. But, uh, no, there's no, there's no upside in carrying that. No. We have people in our life. We have people in our family that carry things that, does not serve them. Sure. They have no control. They didn't cause it and they're not going to cure it. And yet they carry it with them almost like a badge of honor. Sure. Right. Of like, but I care so deeply. Right. And it's like to the demise of your health and your relationships around you. Not, not making any sense. Yeah. But that's a realization that we all have to come to independently. You can't sure. make someone realize that. They have to get to a point where they're like, man, this just, they have to say, this doesn't serve me. I think you have to start with really looking at what's going on in your life currently, right? What circumstances may be affecting your emotional state and really asking those three questions, those three C's. It's is, a is, fantastic series. And I wonder, and honestly, I wonder how much stress comes from your subconscious, right? Your subconscious is now latched onto this belief that, you now have to feel this certain way about this thing that you can't control or you have no, you know, no causation over. And it just gets you stuck in that state, but you, there's nothing you can, anyway, I just, I think it can be dangerous if yeah. you allow yourself to, to get to a point subconsciously where you're just wearing this stress that has nothing to do with you, you know? And, and I, I can get on board with someone's like, look, I'm just an empath. I appreciate that. I love empaths because yep. they really make, the world go round in terms of nurturing right our our communities and that sort of thing um but 
it's it it'll it just, can be unhealthy. It can be unhealthy, and you've seen it in some people, right? How many how many times have we had the conversation? Hey, just get yourself away from toxic people. Yeah, my guess is those toxic people have built subconscious beliefs around things they cannot control, things they did not cause, and they they can't cure it. It's in, it's an interesting conversation um, around those three C's because in the same light. When you have a positive shift, a positive change in your life, I think you have to be careful not to become too prideful or gloat or become too energetic about something you didn't cause, you can't control. You know what I mean? Right. We can latch on to those things sometimes. And, and it can, yeah, I'm glad you said that because it can shift in an instant. Yeah. Right? It can shift with one phone call. Yep. One word of affirmation. Right. Right? And all of a sudden you go from, you know, some sort of negative self-talk to like, Okay. This is going to be all right. Yeah. You know, and and it can happen so quickly. It, I, you made the comment as we were kind of talking about what what we want to talk about today. That is how come how come we don't recognize that it's going to shift? We yeah, get we, we get stuck in this rut yeah, of like we do. this is the and, and if you get if you stay there well, it becomes a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy on some level. Right. Like, this is this is my lot in life. Yep. This is all, this is the way it always is. I hate always and everys. You know, this is the way it always is. This happens every time. Right. Gosh, that's defeatist language. Yeah. Always and nevers is what Brooke and I talk about. Yeah. We never say that to each other. I just said never. <laughs> well, we, we don't. We really effort to say, you, you always do this. You never do this. We don't ever say that to one each other to one another because it's damaging and it's not yeah. true. Yeah. 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 And it can pivot. It can pivot quickly. And if you are looking for that opportunity, looking for that pivot, anticipating that pivot, praying for that pivot, it will come. Right. I do believe that it will come. And conversely, if you're not doing those things, it's not. Yeah. It's going to stay. You're going to stay right in the same headspace. Not because that opportunity didn't come to you, but because you missed it. Right. You weren't looking for it. You weren't in a headspace to take it. You were complaining. You were feeling bad for yourself. That opportunity came and you missed it because you weren't looking for it. Right. And again, don't let those subconscious biases take over either. Right. Meaning the self-fulfilling prophecy of validating something didn't go well because that's just how it goes for me. Right. Yeah. And if it doesn't go well, oh, see Every time, every time, this is what happens. I'm I'm just proving to myself that I can't do it. That's a temporary condition in your life, not an identifier or a defining moment for you. Yeah. At all. I was listening to, uh, I wasn't listening. I was, uh, doom scrolling on Instagram, which is always a healthy thing to do. Uh, and says the makers of Instagram. That's right. So I'm, I'm deep in the doom and, uh, I saw what was supposed to be a motivational, kind of little clip and it was this guy saying uh, my wife and I talk about it all the time every time something good happens something bad's gonna happen it's gonna happen be looking for it anticipate it and I'm like okay (laughs) like I I understand what you're trying to say like be prepared because things shift right but do you really want to go into a positive shift with a heart of something's going to crash. Like it's a real unsettled place to be, you know, and I'm not, you're inviting it on some level, right? On some level you're saying, okay, hit me. The law of attraction to some degree is real. I don't want to live there. Uh -uh. I don't want to live there. I don't want to be caught off guard by it. Like, I don't want to be like get sidelined because I missed the hit, but I don't want to invite it. And I don't want to automatically default to a headspace of like something positive, shoe's going to drop. That, that feels stressful. Just even talking about it. It's just the way, the way they're perceiving life is, is stressful. I, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, maybe it's rosy colored glasses, man, but I just want to see through a lens of love. Yeah. Right. And understand that things are going to happen. It's the same thing along with, with the news, right? Do, I don't I I need to know that there's dangerous people out there and dangerous things happen. I don't need to know when it happened, who did it, how it happened, those sorts of things that creates this fear drama in our life. Um, 
So I would actually say start by avoiding some of that noise. Yeah. I think it's probably first and foremost. And by all means, you feel it. And what's weird, too, is somehow we trap ourselves in these relationships or in these circumstances, right? We're like, we can't get out of it. We just It's just part of our day. My husband watches the news. I can't get away from it. You can get away from it. You can remove yourself from those scenarios. Don't for one second conditionally lie to yourself that you have to you have to live that lifestyle anymore. You just don't, and it's not healthy. We see the world through the lens that we choose to consume information in. That can be the books you read, the stuff, the radio that you listen to, the TV that you watch, the people that we spend time with, like association, which we've talked about in previous episodes is a factor on how you perceive your existence, the way you look at the world. Right. And if some of the things that we've said trigger you and go, that's not true. Things bad, bad things happen. I'm stuck here. I can't get out. I would challenge you that you're maybe consuming information that reinforces that Mm. either with the people that you're spending time with, they have a similar defeatist attitude uh maybe it's the books that you're reading maybe you're you only read you know uh murder mystery novels someone's already always dying watching dateline (laughs) watching dateline or 2020 (laughs) right or true crime or you're watching the news and those things are designed to feed our fear for yourselves and if you consume that stuff that's the lens in which you see the world right you can't both can't be true right you have to shift the way you're programming your brain if you want to look at the world through a lens of possibilities not through a lens of destruction start here look in the mirror and say to yourself i want to be educated not entertained yeah over and over i want to be educated not entertained and you're going to realize over you're going to start looking for ways to be educated it's the same thing with changing your diet and eating healthy you start looking for healthier things to eat and consume because that's the lifestyle that you're trying to achieve. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Even in that, though. Yes. And I'm, I'm fully on board. I think the other piece of that, though, that's kind of closely tied is the education that people perceive they get. Mm. I think that's one of the reasons why people watch the news. I'm just trying to be educated on what's going on in the world. Okay. But keep in mind what the motivation of the news is. It's not, right. to, it's not to educate you on the holisticness of the world and all of the encouragement and all the possibilities and all of the upsides. It only reports the negative exclusively. Right. Because if something's falling apart, it's like watching a train wreck, man. Can't take your eyes off of it. And that's the same way the news is done. So careful with... How you're being educated. If you think news is education, maybe that's not the right type of education. I I think that there's different lenses for education, too. So, yes, choose education over entertainment. But careful with just education, too. There's I'm trying to I'm struggling for the nuance of that. But there's a nuance in there that that should be addressed. Well, I think we're at a bit of a crossroads um, societally in that information is at our fingertips and people are willing to be just smart enough yeah just need to know enough right if i don't know the answer siri google whatever whatever it might be it's a quick i'll just rely on something else to have the knowledge that i should or could have on my own but i'm I'm finding it seems that fewer fewer people are willing to master something right fewer fewer people are willing to become so deeply educated in a niche and it's so ironic because anyone that's massively successful at anything, what do they say over and over? Find a niche and crush it. Yeah. Find a niche and crush mm-hmm. it over and over. And yet somehow we kind of go a- another direction back to find ways to condition yourself to realize the absolute truths in your life, like pendulum swings, like these circumstances that keep happening over and over. We, we are a species with amnesia. I yeah. mean, it really feels that way. Yeah. It's a lazy education. As you were as you were sure. as you were talking about that, I'm like, people don't want to be educated. They want to be told how to think. Now, they may not articulate it that way. Right. But that in their action is what's happening. They they read one article, they have an opinion. 
you mentioned people are sleeping last podcast. Yeah. You just feel like people are a bit in a <clears throat> trance, and that's what you're unconscious. To now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just you tell me how to think. Right. How should I think about this candidate? Let's turn on the news. I get their opinion on how I should think. Oh, yeah, that's bad. How or good. T- how many times have you heard a mentor or somebody you look up to state an opinion and you go, that's good. And now that becomes your opinion. Yeah. You take word for word verbatim their words and go, this is now my opinion and this is what I've said. And now somehow they believe that that's coming from you. Yeah. We do it all the time. I was listening to a. I got stuck. Uh, I went to Seattle yesterday, day before yesterday. I got stuck over there. The pass is closed. Oh. So I went over. I had a doctor's appointment, had our car worked on and uh, both the passes closed. We had a snowstorm. Wow. And so I'm, I'm over there. I'm like, great. Now what? You know, trying to s- see if the passes are going to open, what's going to happen. And I was like, all right, I'm stuck here. Um, and so I was trying to figure out. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> that usually happens to me. That's why I got a notepad now. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, you went over to Seattle. You, got, you were stuck there, had the car worked on. Um, and this is where we cut this part <laughs> out of the podcast. Hey, but this is also, I no, I, I actually think these moments are great because we all get to these places in our life, right? We all get to these, these stuck points where we're like, we're on a roll or whatever. We might be. It a, was a really good point too. <laughs> I literally, I think what was it? Two episodes ago. I was like, I got the best point ever. Yeah. I forgot it. <laughs> And then, then there was so much built up around it that when you said it, you're like, oh, this is anticlimactic. <laughs> I know. Lost, oh, I know what it was. It's lost its cachet. It Sweet. came back. Sweet. Nice. Good. So, uh, so I fi- the pass is finally opened. I came over. And I was listening to a podcast uh, by The Operators. Okay, It's called The Operators Podcast. Uh, it's, I, I really enjoy it. It's uh, four or five, because um, it varies, um, e-commerce entrepreneurs, $100 million plus e-commerce okay. entrepreneurs. So players. Players. And they were talking about, they were answering questions for their audi- from their audience. And um, the question that they were answering is irrelevant. What dovetails to what you said as it, was, as it was relating to a mentor giving you advice. They answered this question. They spent like 30 minutes on it. And they gave one of the guys a, a final word on this before they switched to a topic. He goes, and yeah, everything that we've said, you should probably ignore and test. <laughs> like even though yeah. we collectively, the four of us have a lot of experience and we believe this is what you should do you have to go you have to go do this and you have to prove this out right. look for the errors be the contrarian like don't just take my word for it right don't just take gavin and my word for it like have we lived some life yes have we had some wins yes have we taken some hits yes does that come with wisdom sure right and yet your mileage will vary right and so don't take the news word for it. Don't take my word for it. Don't take an article or a mentor or a coach. Like it is a data point. Consider it, factor it, don't lean on it. Totally. And, and implement it, right? Like take action and, and give it a shot. And if it doesn't work for you, it's okay, right? This is your journey. This is how you are deciding to show up every day and you get to decide what that looks like. Um, you know, the other thing I want to talk about, too, when it comes to pendulum swings, adversity, uh, good or bad, is environment, right? We've talked about that a few times. I'm just a big proponent of environment. I think environment matters. I think it can shift your attitude and belief system. Like, eh, maybe not belief system. Belief system's a, a pretty rooted, strong one. But I'd say, too, if, if you're experiencing pendulum swings in a really positive light, I'd say keep your emotions at bay a little bit and go, hey, can't call it yet. We'll see where this goes. It can easily pivot the other way. Right. But 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 stay enthusiastic about Absolutely. it, too. I, I want to be careful to not encourage people to damper their enthusiasm because enthusiasm can, over anything else, will get you to your goals faster than anything else. Yeah. So stay enthusiastic, but I'd say stay realistic as well, knowing that things can shift and change just as quickly as they came positive. They could go the other way. Again, not a doomsday proposition, but just be aware that those things can happen. Change your environment. I mean, if, it, yeah. if, if you're in a funk, uh, we've talked about this a few episodes ago, but even if you're just you, you receive that initial blowback and you don't even know what to do in that moment, go for a walk. Yeah, go for a walk, take a bike ride, whatever you need to do to kind of just get over that little bit of emotional turmoil. Do it. Take the time to make those things happen. I, I think that's overlooked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, environment 
um, you know, I think that is exactly what we were saying, uh, you know, with the media that you consume and where you're spending your time. I mean, that's all environment. Yeah. Right. You got to you have to pay attention to it. You have to. You know, we've said it before. You know, we tell our kids don't hang out with those people. You know, you're going to become just like them. Well, the same thing goes with your environment. Sure. Right. You know, your, the spaces that you live in. The people you spend time with, the books you read, the stuff you listen to, the things you watch. And it might actually require a regional change like it did for you and Holly. Mm -hmm. Right. There may be life circumstances that align or maybe some shifting in priorities, personal and family priorities that you go, huh, maybe things matter to me a little bit differently right now. Yeah. And I want to I want to pursue that. And so regional change may be may be necessary for you. And there's a lot of people go, hey, I'm stuck here, man. I got a job. I got my family. I get it. And especially when you have kids, maybe a divorce and legally you can't go anywhere. I get that. I'm not yeah. saying <clears throat> it's pure freedom for everybody, but consider it. Yeah. You know, you, you, you mentioned something there that pinged something that we started with in the prep side, and that was priorities, right? When you have adversity, like for, for example, and we can, you know, categorize the diversity. It sounds like you're handling it very healthily and, uh, you know, and also even maybe even reinforcing it with some special memories that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Right. Sure. So, um, you know, your kudos to you for, for taking what can be a very stressful time, especially as a dad that doesn't do this day in, day out to have to be full-time dad along with still entrepreneur and, sure. you know, employer and everything else. But when we're in those moments of like kind of the backpedaling, like, Whoa, like what's the net where, where, where can I find, where can I find grounding? Like there's a shift in priorities in there that, that should be addressed a little bit. Like, some things just aren't as important. Like you mentioned, like walked out of the house today and it's a bomb. Okay. Well, it, it's not the priority right now. Yeah. It, it just, it wasn't, will it be come Saturday or will it be the two, three hours before Brooke comes home? Yep. It'll be the priority. Four or five hours, <laughs> four or five hours, depending on how long <laughs> you left it. Right. You know, but it, it will be the priority yeah, at some point totally. right now. Set up the tent push the stuff to the side, totally. like move the junk to the edges and set up the tent and create a memory. Cause it doesn't matter, Totally. but it will because you don't want Brooke to walk into an absolute disaster and have to pick up where you weren't carrying the ball. Right. Right. But the priorities when you're met with adversity will shift. Right. They have to. And I would, I would say too, keeping appointments, right. In terms of like, um, you know, high flow scenarios, just keeping appointments is key, yeah. right? For me anyways, right now in this next week is just making sure I keep appointments. Everything else is ancillary to that. Everything else is less of a priority to that, right? Um, a an agreement with somebody else you mean by an right. appointment? Making yes. sure I'm showing up to do the podcast, yes. getting kids to school on time. Outside of that, you know, getting to the grocery store and getting those extras, all those little e extra things that I think are important aren't important those can shift to another day a good book i actually want to recommend to everybody is called the one thing written by oh. gary keller and, and it is Coppison. a fantastic book it's actually its own business uh it's, is it's, it really yeah so it's created a thing yep it's underneath the keller williams umbrella but it's its own kind of ethos if you know? haven't read the one thing it's amazing it's, it's a it might be a bit of an overstatement but it's a game changer it's pretty helpful super profound redefining what priorities even are Right. How often we do this. We all do this. I do this where we create a list <clears throat> for our day and a really important list. We know we got to get this whole list done. But somehow, some way, even if we even if we uh, categorize them or numerically categorize them in a way that's top priority down, somehow, some way we find ways to do the easy things first. Yep. We always do that. We prioritize the easy stuff, get it out of the way because it feels us makes us feel a little bit of checking it off. I got a dopamine hit. But how many times I've done that and then I didn't get to my top one or two things. Yeah. And then I'm like, dude, I didn't even do the most important thing today. The book really teaches you to focus on the one or two most important things for the day, because if you do those things, the rest of the list and everything else in your life gets easier. Yeah. Um, or at least less stressful. Yeah. So what we cover? Like we talked. I mean, we went all over the place. Yeah. Right. I think all relevant, important topical yeah. things. Yeah. We're all going to face adversity. Mm -hmm. The pendulum swings. You're going to have positive things that happen. You're going to have negative things that happen. Right. Don't get stuck in those mindsets of like, man, this happens every time. This always happens. Right. Right. Um, and at the, at the same token, like when positive things happen, 
don't necessarily like don't tie your emotional health to the to the outcome of that positive swing right right like be enthusiastic about it be hopeful pursue it with enthusiasm but don't tie your emotional health to the actually coming through the way you see it coming through because it might not and then also too it's it, you know i just want to make clear that even though we we choose these topics in real time what we're going through it's ultra relevant because i actually just sent out uh, a little video of encouragement to our real estate company um every year in real estate and this is true for all of us what doesn't matter what industry you're in what you're pursuing every year there's this weird false sense of momentum two to three weeks into january there mm. always is because we get through december most of us are feeling fairly rested maybe we crushed our sales goals at the end of the year we're resetting new goals uh new journey for the new year we're excited we get going get going maybe we do some of those first activities that we know we need to get get going for the year we're excited about that we're enthusiastic and then things just are not getting yeah. traction and we're going well what the hell yeah i'm excited i'm rested i'm ready why isn't the universe dumping a bunch of opportunity on me right now and then we get start to get a little bit discouraged about that you know we go well what what it wasn't as good as i thought it was going to be yeah whoa my goal like where, where are we at here yep. but remember it's great it, it's 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 true for all of us every single year we go through this so just be reminded we're we're covering these topics because we're going through it ourselves totally normal yeah you're for whatever reason we're conditioned to not be conditioned we have yeah. amnesia and yeah. so it's important to revisit these things on a regular basis to remind ourselves we're not crazy yeah honestly yeah you know it's good it's good so yeah that's I, kind of my finishing thought yeah i'm not sure i have anything else to say about it okay. um it's been as always like i've always finished these and go god that felt good that was good yeah so i hope i hope our listeners feel the same way absolutely so absolutely face adversity head on um and like he's talked about a few times just understand that life is and be, you know it's interesting we talk about pendulum swings doing this but actually when we look at uh a lot of ancient chinese uh wisdom things like that i mean we're, we're talking about a circle uh -huh. everything's really circular yeah just comes back again and back mm -hmm. again as i mentioned to you and i'll fi i guess i'll finish with this is someone reframe this idea a little bit differently a little bit more subtly to good things come, good things go, bad things come, bad things go. Yeah. And that's just life, mm -hmm. right? And we're all doing it. We're all a part of it. And we're excited to. We're excited to to be a part of this journey with you guys. We really are. Yep. Cool. All right, man. We out. Good stuff. Love you. Love you. Thank you for tuning in to Processing Purpose. We hope you grabbed a few gold nuggets to take one step forward in your journey of life and business. Please remember to like and subscribe our channel if you'd like to get more content to help you build and grow everything around you. Make today your best day. Today is day one.